The French Revolution, A History, by Thomas Carlyle, Volume 3, The Guillotine, Book 4, Terror. Chapter 4, Own Nature. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Peter Dan. Book 4, Chapter 4, Own Nature. But looking more specially into Paris City, what is this that history on the 10th of August, year 1 of Liberty, by old style, year 1793, discerns there. Praised be the heavens, a new feast of pikes. For Chaumette's deputation every day has worked out its result, a constitution. It was one of the rapidest constitutions ever put together, made, some say, in eight days, by Hérault Seychelles and others, probably a workmanlike, roadworthy constitution enough, on which point, however, we are, for some reason, little called to form a judgment. Workmanlike or not, the 44,000 communes of France, by overwhelming majorities, did hasten to accept it, glad of any constitution whatsoever. Nay, departmental deputies have come, the venerablest republicans of each department, with solemn message of acceptance, and now what remains but that our new, final constitution be proclaimed and sworn to in feast of pikes. The departmental deputies, we say, are come some time ago, Chaumette very anxious about them, lest Girondin Monsieur's Asio jobbers, or were it even fear de joie of a Girondin temper, corrupt their morals. 10th of August, the immortal anniversary, greater almost than Bastille July, is the day. Painter David has not been idle. Thanks to David and the French genius, there steps forth into the sunlight this day a scenic phantasmagorie, unexampled, whereof history, so occupied with real phantasmagories, will say but little. For one thing, history can notice with satisfaction on the ruins of the Bastille, a statue of nature, gigantic, spouting water from her two mamelles. Not a dream, this, but a fact, palpable, visible. There she spouts, great nature, dim before daybreak. But as the coming sun ruddies the east, come countless multitudes, regulated and unregulated, come departmental deputies, come mother society and daughters, comes national convention led on by handsome arrow, soft wind music breathing note of expectation. Lo, as great soul scatters his first fire handful, tipping the hills and chimney heads with gold, arrow is at great nature's feet. She is plaster of Paris, merely. Hero lifts in an iron saucer water spouted from the sacred breasts, drinks of it with an eloquent pagan prayer, beginning, O oh, nature! And all the departmental deputies drink, each with what best suitably ejaculation or prophetic utterances in him, amid breathings which become blasts of wind music and the roar of artillery and human throats, finishing well the first act of this solemnity. Next are processionings along the boulevards, deputies or officials bound together by long indivisible tricolor ribbon, general members of the sovereign walking pell-mell with pikes, with hammers, with the tools and emblems of their crafts, among which we notice a plough, and ancient Borcus and Philemon seated on it, drawn by their children, many-voiced harmony and dissonance filling the air. 
through triumphal arches enough, at the basis of the first of which we descry, whom thinkest thou, the heroines of the insurrection of women? Strong dames of the market, they sit there, Teronya too ill to attend, one fears, with oak branches, trickler bedizzlement, firm seated on their cannons, to whom handsome Harrow, making pause of admiration, addresses soothing eloquence, whereupon they rise and fall into the march. And now, Mark, in the Place de la Révolution, what other august statue may this be, veiled in canvas, which swiftly we shear off by pulley and cord? The Statue of Liberty! She too is of plaster, hoping to become of metal, stands where a tyrant Louis Cairns once stood. Three thousand birds are let loose into the whole world with labels round their necks. We are free, imitate us. Holocaust of royalist and ci-devant trumpery, such as one could still gather, is burnt. Pontifical eloquence must be uttered by handsome arrow and pagan orisons offered up. And then, forward across the river, where is new enormous statuary, enormous plaster mountain, Hercules purpler, with uplifted all-conquering club, many-headed dragon of Girondin federalism rising from fettered marsh, needing new eloquence from Harrow, to say nothing of Jean de Mars and Fatherland's altar there with urn of slain defenders, carpenter's level of the law, and such exploding, gesticulating, and perorating that Harrow's lips must be growing white and his tongue cleaving to the roof of his mouth. Toward six o'clock, let the wearied president, let Paris patriotism generally, sit down to what repast and social repasts can be had, and with flowing tankard or light mantling glass, usher in this new and newest era. In fact, is not Rom's new calendar getting ready? On all housetops flicker little trickle of flags, their flagstaff a pike and liberty cap. On all house walls, for no patriot not suspect will be behind another, there stands printed these words, Republic one and indivisible, liberty, equality, fraternity, or death. As to the new calendar, we may say here rather than elsewhere that speculative men have long been struck with the inequalities and incongruities of the old calendar, that a new one has long been as good as determined on. Maréchal the atheist almost ten years ago proposed a new calendar, free at least from superstition. This the Paris municipality would now adopt in defect of a better. At all events, let us have either this of Maréchal's or a better, the new era being come. Petitions more than once have been sent to that effect, and indeed for a year past all public bodies, journalists and patriots in general have dated a first year of the Republic. It is a subject not without difficulties, but the Convention has taken it up, and Ram, as we say, has been meditating it. Not Maréchal's new calendar, but a better new one of Ram's and our own. Ram, aided by Amonge, Lagrange and others, furnishes mathematics. Fabre d'Eglantine furnishes poetic nomenclature. And so, on the 5th of October, 1793, after trouble enough, they bring forth this new republican calendar of theirs in a complete state, and by law get it put in action. Four equal seasons, twelve equal months of thirty days each, this makes three hundred and sixty days, and five odd days remain to be disposed of. 
the five odd days, we will make festivals and name the five sense collotides, or days without breaches. Festival of genius, festival of labour, of actions, of rewards, of opinion, these are the five sense collotides, whereby the great circle or year is made complete. Solely every fourth year, while I'm called leap year, we introduce a sixth sans collotide and name it Festival of the Revolution. Now, as to the day of commencement, which offers difficulties, is it not one of the luckiest coincidences that the Republic herself commenced on the 21st of September, close to the vernal equinox? Vernal equinox at midnight for the meridian of Paris in the year Wylam Christian 1792, from that moment shall the new era reckon itself to begin. Vendemier, Brumier, Frimier, or as one might say in mixed English, Vintagerius, Foggerius, Frostarius. These are our three autumn months. Enivos, pluvios, ventos, or say, snowus, rainus, windus, make our winter season. Germinal, florial, prairial, or buddle, floral, meadowal, are our spring season. Mesidor, termidor, fructidor, that is to say, door being Greek for gift, reapidor, heatidor, fructidor, are republican summer. These twelve, in a singular manner, divide the Republican year. Then, as to minuter subdivisions, let us venture at once on a bold stroke. Adopt your decimal subdivision, and instead of world-old week or senite, make it a tenite or decade, not without results. There are three decades, then, in each of the months, which is very regular, and the decadi, or tenth day, shall always be the day of rest and the Christian Sabbath, in that case, shall shift for itself. This, in brief, is this new calendar of Rome and the Convention, calculated for the meridian of Paris and Gospel of Jean-Jacques, not one of the least afflicting occurrences for the actual British reader of French history, confusing the soul with messidors, meadowals, till at last in self-defence one is forced to construct some ground scheme or rule of commutation from new style to old style and have it lying by him. Such ground scheme, almost worn out in our service, but still legible and printable, we shall now in a note present to the reader. For the ROM calendar, in so many newspapers, memoirs, public acts, has stamped itself deep into that section of time, a new era that lasts some twelve years and odd, and is not to be despised. Let the reader, therefore, with such ground scheme, help himself where needful, out of new style into old style, called also slave style, style esclave, whereof we in these pages shall, as much as possible, use the latter only. Thus, with new feast of pikes and new era or new calendar, did France accept her new constitution, the most democratic constitution ever committed to paper. How it will work in practice? Patriot deputations from time to time solicit fruition of it, that it be set a-going. Always, however, this seems questionable, for the moment unsuitable. 
till in some weeks, salut public, through the organ of Saint-Just, makes report that, in the present alarming circumstances, the state of France is revolutionary, that her government must be revolutionary till the peace. Solely as paper, then, and as a hope, must this poor new constitution exist, in which shape we may conceive it lying, even now, with an infinity of other things in that limbo near the moon. Further than paper it never got, nor ever will get. End of Book 4, Chapter 4